Welcome to this month's Canton Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee meeting. Um, how is everyone doing? <laughs> it's been a crazy day, crazy week. Happy New Year to everyone. Um, we are going to, we have a full agenda. We'll start with the first agenda item, then we'll skip down to miscellaneous because we have a guest here. We want to give an opportunity for uh, him to speak and for folks to um, chime in to that discussion topic. Okay, so first agenda item we had was the approval of the 12-12-22 meeting minutes. I did send them out um, earlier today, but maybe around noonish. I'm hoping people have time to look at it and we can vote on the meeting minutes from December. I will take a motion if anybody wants to throw one out to approve the meeting minutes from December. No, that would have it would have probably done been done once I sent the email. So we can certainly um, hold off oh. on approval of the meeting minutes tonight if it's something you feel we need to correct or address. Um. Um, yeah, usually what will happen, I mean, there was a tight window between delivery of minutes and, and the meeting, but usually what happens if there is an issue, you respond, you know, right away or during that time and then we can get it fixed and edit it before the meeting. Okay. So how do you want to handle it? Do you want to um, hold off on doing the meeting minutes tonight if it's something you feel that, if it's a small edit, fine. Small edit, so I'm just wondering if it's a little minor. It, it was very brief time window. We can hold, right? Yeah, we could, we could. I'm just, it's up for discussion. So if people want to do that, if you feel like we want, you know, you want to wait and we can just approve the meeting minutes next month Again, that would be the next time we'd be able to do it, along with tonight's meeting minutes. Thank you. Okay. I'm gonna skip down to miscellaneous. Um, we have uh, Mr. Folan here, our superintendent. Um, we invited him to come. Thank you for coming, Mr. Folan. Um, I think we can just start off by just letting folks know, our community members, that there was an incident that happened um, on Friday at one of the elementary schools. We wanted to invite Mr. Folan here to sort of talk about um, whatever you can talk about um, with regards to how that event, what happened with that event and where we are with sort of next steps. Um, there's some parents who are a part of the committee that I'm sure would be interested in hearing. Um, so we wanna give you an opportunity to sort of share, you know, what's happened up to this point. Do you mind going to a microphone? Sorry. There's Straight actually behind a handheld you. microphone, yeah. too. Okay. Is it on? Andrea will let us know. Yep, it's on. Yeah, it's on. Okay. Well, thanks for having me. Um, I've been to many of your events and many of your meetings, so you are friends, and I'm, yes. I'm not a, a stranger to anyone here. Um, and Cynthia and I go way back. Uh, we do. Certainly when she was a parent at, at CHS. Um, as she alluded to, yes, we, you know, we have events that happen at school. Um, and you know, to respect confidentiality of, of the students involved, especially, um, I can't speak to the details. But, you know, one, we did uh, put a message out to the loose community and we had a lot of uh, parent conversations and a lot of student conversations. and. Um, you know, I think it, that's the, the big takeaway that I want both for the community and the group, 
is when anything that involves discriminatory uh, symbols of hate, there's, there's many underlying elements uh, that can happen with it, and especially with young children, you don't know true intent, understanding. Uh, but one of the things that we stand by in the Canton Public Schools is that we always investigate it and, and handle it very seriously. We involve as many parties as we can to hear their voices and make sure that we comfort and support everyone through that. We see them as learning experiences. Um, we commit that, you know, after uh, investigations are done and communications are had, we commit ourselves to uh, learning and, and getting better um, for particular individuals, uh, for families and support, uh, but sometimes in the broader community. Had some conversations today uh, that really spoke to that and you know we're committed to that uh, and this is uh, something unfortunately that isn't specific to Canton it's been seen in many schools especially at the younger ages as well uh, where words are used or or something happens that can be really hurtful and harmful so we try to handle things consistently um, and seriously in all the matters we try to um, look at different levels of impact and respond accordingly to that. And we just try to show care uh, for everyone that's involved, and there's quite a bit uh, to it. So, um, you know, had a, had a number of things last year that we had to deal with. They're always tough and difficult, um, but we lean into the conversations and lean into the work. And um, I think as far as uh, this group here, you know, I think there's an opportunity to I know most of you in, in different venues from the town, but I think there's an opportunity here for, for us to work closely in the schools and have this uh, community group um, help us get better. You know, we, one of the things that we committed to uh, for many years now is equity work within our school, and we engage in an equity audit, and those findings are gonna come out in March. Oh, that's uh, good to hear. So I will... Uh, Certainly, I, I forget which school committee it is, either the first one or the second one in March, but we'll let you know for sure uh, what that presentation looks like. And that was an equity audit that was specific to schools um, and the recommendations as such, but I've been getting uh, bits of previews of them, and there's a lot of community engagement um, that are embedded in, in some of the principles that are there. So it was good to see that, and I think, um, you know, any time that we can support our families and, and stay together as a community. I don't know, you might have heard me talk about this at negotiations, around negotiations at the last school committee meeting. I, I really, I've been here for 11 years, and the reason is the strength of the community, um, especially when, when things happen, um, and standing by one another and having a lot of conversations. So no matter the topic, I believe in that. So I think there's an opportunity here for us to work closer together, school and community, and then like I said, on a technical piece, um, the equity audit will be coming out in March, and that will be, have a number of recommendations that I think might be interesting and impactful and help all of our students get better. So I hope that helps. It and does. I, I mean, I'm going to, I'm sure there may be some follow up questions, but I had a question first with regards to um, staff training and sort of, I know that one point that staff members were teachers specifically were um, voluntarily participating in um, diversity awareness and just things of that nature. I can't remember the exact terminology that was used for the training that, um, going back to Deb, 
um, who ran with most of that. Is that training still happening? Are teachers still being? Um, obviously, it's it was volunteer then, back in you know 2015, 2016. I'm not sure if it's still volunteer at this point. Can you speak to some of the training the teachers have had or exposure to um, just diversity awareness and how to deal with these kinds of scenarios when they come or when they happen? Because it's always a matter of if, not when, right? In some of these cases, we're, we're going to see it. We're going to always see incidents happen. So it's just a matter of being prepared and making sure the teachers are prepared, staff members are prepared, down to the custodians, up to the principals, so that people know what to do, like you said, consistently and how to report these things consistently. Um, so that action be, can be sort of done and handled immediately. Yeah, the, the particular training that you're referencing um, was for a specific group of department heads and mm -hmm. uh, administrators. Um, I'm actually in class with one of the founders of that now. Oh, awesome. Uh, Darnisa Amante, she, uh, she's running a, a course with one of her colleagues from Harvard for superintendents. It's called the Ready the Ready Network, so Ms. Shannon and I attend that on a regular basis. Um, the course that you're referencing, she no longer runs in its current fashion. Okay. Um, that was voluntary, and it really had, had that uh, layer of folks that were uh, attending it. But the, on a regular basis uh, through the years, our staff has gone through training, um, especially about self-awareness, um, about reporting. But I, I think to your point, everyone's at a different level and one of the things that I've seen in some recommendations from the equity audit um, you know just some doing some pre-reading and having conversations is the importance of differentiated uh, professional development everyone's in a different place with the dis these discussions mm -hmm. so there there has been training there has been training around uh, the importance of, of reporting this noticing it you know if you know how to handle it you're comfortable with the situation you certainly can engage in that, and if you need help, um, that's certainly okay as well, because even though you go through all trainings, you can't predict all scenarios. Right. Uh, the importantness is to not sit on anything. It all needs attention and urgency around it, um, keeping students at the center of it and communicating with families. Those are the basic principles, you know, and, and if you do that and you, you allow for the appropriate response, um, it has the seriousness that it needs. So yes, it's not any PD regarding equity or response to this. I think it can get better. Yep. Um, and it can become more uniform. They call for the folks that we've worked with, um, our public consulting group, uh, they preliminary said, you need some more consistency on things. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they listed out the number of things that, that are important to do that. Uh, so. Their feedback has been great. I think it's there all the time uh, as part of our PD plans, but being more specific around uh, some of the legal approaches, some of the, the comforting approaches to this and the urgency is something that we're looking to work on. Thanks. No sure. Oh, yeah. Can you say, I understand that there are um, statutes and policies that uh, protect the privacy of students and families that are involved in these incidents. And so I, I, I get there's a limited amount of information that you can share, but what can you share about the incident that took place last week at the Loose and 
the current state of the investigation is one question. Uh, and the other question is about, uh, you mentioned that there are opportunities for us to work together, and I agree I'd be interested in hearing um, your thoughts on what some of those opportunities might be. Uh, if you could. Thank you. So we sent a message to the, to the community. I'm happy to share that with the group. I'm certainly not comfortable, and I wouldn't be able to talk about it anymore in any more specific terms. Um, there is an overriding statute. Okay. There is overriding um, uh, confidentiality rights of, of students, especially around manners with this. Um, you know, we, we feel like, okay, there we go. Uh, we feel like uh, it was investigated thoroughly. A lot of conversations have had happened. Um, there's still the restorative work uh, in the learning portion that needs to happen. Um, but with regard to opportunities, just, you know, I, I think when, um, when things like this happen, you know, there, there are conversations, and we have home-to-school interventionists and adjustment counselors that certainly can advise and support and provide resources. Um, but sometimes they need to feel connected. Sometimes they're in the community and they live here and they might need just someone to talk to sometimes. Um, so that's where I saw we could possibly have some connections for folks to sometimes anything that might happen or a conversation you might have, you might, it might unearth like, well, I live here, but I want to, I want to meet someone or I need to talk to a, talk to a group. I need some support or different levels. Um, we always find that opportunities to help one another can arise out of situations like this and opportunities to get a little bit closer. So those are some of the things that. I see, and, and we have home to school interventionists, and that, that really works out well. Uh, Charlie Duty um, and Diane Tynan have worked really hard to promote the helplines, and I think that's one portion of it, you know, where we have something that emerges out of the schools, and we get them connected with some community resources, and I think the same thing could happen here. Okay. Any other questions for Mr. Follin? Um, Superintendent Bullen, remember when we had the Global Diversity Night where we had the great speaker and you were there and you gave a nice talk, but I think what was missing from that is I would love to have seen all the principals attend that night because, you know, that was the outreach yeah. it was for them. And so I'm hoping next year, when we, this coming year, when we do one, that would be an emphasis that they would be invited to come. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, I just I just want to uh, thank um, Superintendent Fullen as well as the, the school uh, principal that um, you know was also part of the investigation. I, I do I really appreciate it. And all the committee members and Helena I spoke to the other day. Um, you know I just I I think um, you know just having the support of everybody around the incident. Um, you know it's it. It's good. Um, it's it's nice to have that in our community. So um, I appreciate all the time um, taken to investigate everything, and I really appreciate it. And we're in a good place too. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And that's. I don't want to. I don't want to speak for you, but it really was a good conversation. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think we're in a good place with regard to where we are with the school and. 
uh, you know, Principal Lamore was outstanding having the conversations and, you know, being someone who's in the community and a leader in the community. I really appreciated her efforts, you know, through the weekend and then today as well. Very nicely done. Um, staff did an excellent job and I was very, very pleased with how they handled it and uh, that was also appreciated by, you know, parents that we talked to. So sounds like I'm going round and round without giving specifics, but you'll have to trust me that we're in a good place, and I think, you know, good will, will certainly come from it. Yeah. And I think we all understand your position and what you can share, what you can't share legally. Um, I just have one other follow-up question with regards to the civil rights role. I remember way back when there was definitely somebody in that position. I'm assuming that position still exists? Yes. Okay. And is that individual responsible for every reviewing every incident that happens at the school? Or is there a separate person handling elementary versus uh, middle school versus high school? Or is it just the one person handling all of the issues that come up? No, we have, we have multiple people in the district okay. uh, that can conduct it. Um, any civil rights matter, though, does go through the... Um, Student Services Office, and Megan Byrne is our fantastic new Director of Student Services. So she's the first one uh, that we talk to. She will immediately call our attorney. We have an attorney for human resources, and we have an uh, attorney for uh, student matters, and we always review uh, what are the appropriate steps. Uh, sure, you think it would be helpful to maybe invite her to one of these meetings and sort of go over sort of what happens in a typical scenario and how she, obviously with, without giving details for each case, but just sort of walk us through what happens when scenarios like this happens, who she pulls in, what resources are used. There may be something that may be helpful for us to, yeah. to hear. I, I agree. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I, I want to frame it. Mm -hmm. Our committee is to support Canton. Some of the people in Canton are in the schools. Some of the people in Canton aren't in the schools. Um, I think it would be a great learning opportunity to understand what happens with civil rights investigations. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, I'm sure. That, I mean, I'm sure the town has to follow the same processes. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not just schools. Oh. Um, you know, civil rights, non-discriminatory municipalities, any employment. Um, there's equal opportunities, and there's civil rights uh, work that has to happen. Mm -hmm. So it's across the board uh, in all of our departments and employment uh, uh, pieces. You know, Jody Middleton and I talk often, you know, about uh, particular- who's, who's Jody? I'm sorry, Mr. Bowman. She's the HR director in town. Okay. Yep. Yes. So those, those are cases for, in the, in the same cases as that are intertwined with education, um, workplace, has often very the same very much the same standard. Sure. You could give um, valuable to maybe share the recording of the event that we had in September for the Jewish High Holidays. Um, sure. With the yeah, there were just some. Um, There's a great piece uh, from a descendant of a Holocaust survivor who um, um, was very edifying and, and inspiring and moving and you know, maybe something that um, the school could benefit from, from hearing. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I know those recordings are played constantly, but like through the Canton television, yeah. um, I'm not quite sure how often they are played through the month, but that's a great idea. We can definitely repost it too. Mm -hmm.
on our page. And in regards to response, um, I know this is new and fresh, um, um, but we, we had talked a little bit today and um, contacted the Canton Public Library to, and they're going to have um, reference books for all ages in the junior section um, that support um, subjects of hate and symbols of hate and what they mean and how they can hurt people and, and then also subjects of love and togetherness and celebrating culture. And then in the um, young adult and main section they'll also have a display for parents. Um, and in order to get that information out, um, you know, as for our organization, in this type of scenario we had talked about, we would typically post our anti-hate um, statement, you know, which just affirms that, that this is not who we as a people are in our town and not what we want to spread and, and, and kind of affirms our values. When doing that, obviously, just as you are careful, we would be careful in general, um, but the tone would be to tell parents, <coughs> teachers, coaches, mentors, caretakers, that this isn't going away because our children live in two worlds, in Canton and on the internet. And the fact that the internet is prevalent with, especially now, with hate rhetoric, um, disguised in bubblegum flavor pretty much, um, so that the kids don't even know that something, some image that is inflammatory is embedded in something that looks cool or is marketed by a singer they used to like or an actor that was on some channel that they watched on YouTube. So I think that that's where our role comes in. And so I just want, you know, we can talk about that, but I think that that's, that's our job is to make sure that the community knows that these things are going to happen and the school's gonna take care of it and the parents involved are gonna be informed and this is what we need to do as a community to make sure that we're taking care of each other. Absolutely, well said, well said, Julie. You might wanna go over to the microphone. <laughs> I was just curious, um, is the Facing History and Ourselves curriculum still taught in schools? Back when my youngest was in middle school, I helped introduce it into the curriculum. I'm wondering if it still exists. You know what, we talked about that today. Um, I have to double check on that. I'm not 100% certain. I know at the middle school it was brought in during a very difficult time. So I don't want to misspeak, so let me, let me double check on it. Any other questions for Superintendent Fullen or comments? Is there any, is there any uh, crossover in terms of I love that we talked about the library, and 15 minutes later, you're like, oh, yeah, I talked to the librarian. They're going <laughs> to do all this yeah. stuff. <laughs> well, we talked about those relationships exactly. we built, right? And exactly. having that ability to pick up a phone and text and just get answers and, and get things done. And pretty love special it. like that. Yeah, yeah very much. Um, and, but I, I think what is particularly poignant about that space, you know, one of my lessons when I was in, I think it was high school, we read Night by Elie Wiesel, and then we went to see him speak. Um, unfortunately, that's no longer an opportunity. But the thing is, the book is what gave the context. That's when you started to understand the humans behind all of this machinery. Um, I didn't know if there was an opportunity for some kind of a display 
potentially within the schools, if there's some within the libraries, if they would feature some particular books or something along the lines of how the Canton Public Schools did. No, I'm sorry, the Canton Public Library did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, I think the, the one thing I always defer to are, are the principals who know what's right for their particular buildings. Um, and I think in general, our librarians and our library aides do a great job of making sure there's constantly a good reflection of, of books. Um, yeah, and, and if that was part of the learning and part of the workshop or, or something that, you know, one of the things is we're always responsive and, and we talked a little bit today about being a little more strategic along the way around, you know, making sure that education or clarity happens. Um, yeah, and the, the, I think the more resources and the more link to learning that can happen, the better. Um, but we also talked today about the power of stories, and mm -hmm. that's if what's embedded in equity and what's embedded in the definition of empathy is taking the time to listen to someone that has a different experience other than yourself. Mm -hmm. Take all the classes you want, you can read all the books that you want. If you have that approach, that's what, that's what moves. Um, I was lucky enough to have a mom and dad that uh, asked that I listen all the time. I mentioned that in the meeting today. I said, all my mom ever wanted me to do was think about the other people that were around me. Um, and I didn't realize it at the time, but it's probably become one of the most powerful skill sets uh, as, as an educator and as an administrator in schools. Um, so, however that looks. Sometimes you read the story, sometimes you hear it. I love listening to students. I love, even in tough moments, talking with, with parents and hearing different elements. And that's the start of it. Like, you don't have to have the definitions and you don't have to have, read this, this, and this. It's all there if you want it. But uh, all of this really can start by really taking that approach that we all lead different lives. We all have incredible value. We all have stories. And the training that I'm in right now, first one was like superintendent class. Here's how you develop strategic goals. The second one, they were just tears. People are telling stories left and right, and <laughs> it was a very human uh, class. And Dinesa, who's the, one of the instructors, really just talked about, if you can combine these two things, you know, a very strong foundational values-driven strategic approach to making sure everyone's cared for equally. And then also have the human side of making sure that you listen and adapt. Look for your own blind spots. Make sure you take things seriously. Um, work together in solution, realizing that there are kids oftentimes in the center of this and it's, it's really tenuous moments and there's some private moments. But if we can commit to that approach, you end up getting better and better each day, so. I agree 100%. It's an all-inclusive approach. And we talked about blind spots at, our, at last month's meeting, just things that we don't even think about, right, in our own little worlds. We're not really considering others, so that's great that you had a childhood where your mom was very sort of to the point about making sure and being very deliberate on making sure you were aware of others and being around different scenarios. And we often take advantage of our own little worlds that we're in. We don't really consider everybody or, you know, and we start to think about that um, and just, it's, it's a rethinking process. We wanna just be mindful of, of situations and, and um, so thank you for sharing that. 
Thank you for coming tonight on short notice and after, a, I'm sure, a long, not long weekend. Yeah. So, you know, um, so we appreciate it. No problem. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, going to go to number two. So we need to um, talk about, sorry. While you're looking, um, Amy, thank you for bringing that to us attention, our attention. Yeah, it must I, have been hard and on many levels, and we appreciate it. Yeah, and, and like I said, I, I really appreciate the support of the, the committee, you know. Um, it's just nice to, to have that, you know. It's like, you know, talk about it, whatever, but just knowing that you have, you know, people there behind you, it, it helps. <laughs> exactly. Phone call away. Where did this come? Where did this come so from? So Joan um, is passing out some materials. Well, she's not physically passing them out. She passed them out, and then we just distributed them um, uh, about an article that she received at work that she thought was worth sharing to our committee. Who is this? Joan. Joan. Sorry, she just sorry. stepped out for a second. Anybody have any questions about this? Just something to keep for just something just uh, just a resource she thought was interesting. Okay. Uh, Black History Month event number two and three of. Uh, sorry. Black History Month was the event agenda item for number two and three is the AAPI or Asian Association Pacific Islander. So I, I listed them separately, but I want us to sort of talk about options, thoughts, dates. Um, I know the last time we met, we had talked about AAPI with you um, and just trying to figure out if it's something we wanted to plan this year. I know we had talked about possibly having representation at the second annual event that's happening. Please, someone. Paul Revere Heritage. Paul Revere Heritage, thank you. So a little update on that. Yes. Um, I did speak with Allison Neff, who runs the Paul Revere Heritage Day, and she would be delighted if we took, o we took over part of the performance um, oh, wow. aspect, um, which means we would have a few hours to um, book any kind of entertainment that we thought was culturally appropriate and bringing some attention to CDEI, which um, I'm happy to, to kind of run with that and would love some help. Um, but I think it would provide a great opportunity for us to um, maybe, maybe work with the dance troupe that you were speaking of and highlight since May is uh, Asian Pacific Heritage Month, I think you said. Mm -hmm. And um, maybe even like the capoeira dancers that we had for Juneteenth, something like that. I mean, we have opportunity 
What we don't have is um, a budget because they, um, they don't have anything budgeted for that, so that's something that we'll have to figure out. Or um, she had given uh, some performance like a $50 stipend last time, which might not fly for some of these troops. But if we have student troops, some of those, do, they are looking for performance opportunities, and they're, they will, they're, because they're students, they might perform for free or for a small stipend. Um, just to get the experience. So I thought that would be a great idea just because we get to talk about CDEI, we get to send people to our booth, um, and we get to kind of um, structure a few hours of fun, culturally different performances. Is there that. anything in particular that you're looking for in terms of cultural performances? Well, um, um, Melanie had spoken about how the Asian Pacific Heritage Month, um, we haven't done anything, and she works with a dance troupe that does a culturally... And it's actually a Filipino cultural school, the largest in the New England area. Wow. And they've actually been um, just taught by volunteers, and it's our way to do outreach. So they've been practicing, and I know they're looking for a venue. Oh, nice. A place to perform in May, and it... Yeah, so talked about the, uh, yeah, you talked about last yeah, meeting. Yeah, she talked yeah. about the last meeting. So it would be, yeah. you know, it that might be good. really uh, fortuitous to have this spot and, and to invite, you know, to, because they have a lot going on. Allison said, she's like, you want to take this over? Okay, because she, I mean, she, that's a, it's, it was a big event last year. It's, it's going huge. to be bigger this year. Yeah. And um, I, don't, I didn't commit to taking the entire day of performances, but I said it would be great to take, you know, a few hours that we could book and be in charge of. Um, because it would just, again, the built-in audience of having a few hundred to a thousand um, citizens there learning more about us, we could have opportunities to talk, you know, like that kind of thing. So, um, what's the date of the event? May, May 20th, 24th. I think it's 20th. No, it's 20th. May 20th. Yeah, it's Saturday. Yeah. And. I think they. I mean, I think for it's like from 10 to 3 or something like that. But I'm not sure what. What, you know, we didn't get, I said I would bring this up at the meeting today. Um, and, and this was Allison Neff. Allison Neff. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. She's the coordinator for the Paul Revere Heritage. Um, I don't know if any of you attended last year. I know I was there. Naomi was there. It was a really huge turnout. Yeah, like, it, it was, was awesome. a lot of people. Um, wasn't just Canton. There were people from New, uh, Norwood, I'm sorry, Sharon, um, neighboring areas because there were also... Um, bunch of tables where people or small businesses were selling items. There were food items, there were like soaps, beauty items, lotions, clothing. I think um, Naomi for sure had a table. She was selling African clothing. So it was a really nice turnout. It's one of the biggest I've ever food seen. Food trucks. It was yeah, so food fun. trucks, mm -hmm. exactly. So it's a great opportunity for us, obviously, to get exposure as a town committee um, and also to just um, just to sort of present the Asian American and Pacific Islander community, just to have that, you know, as an option would be really great. Mm -hmm. Have you had a chance to speak to anyone yet yes, about actually, the potential? Um, the director and I will be talking tomorrow. She already has, she's been throwing out a schedule as far as um, activities that are coming up for the school. So um, by mentioning this, I'm hoping that we could, hopefully, this is, it's a great opportunity either yeah. way, because you have the Paul Revere Heritage Site available. Yeah. yeah. Right then there, they'll have this, they'll be using the, I'm assuming the stage that's it wasn't, the thing is, it wasn't a, a like a built up stage. It was, right. it was grass. It was just the grass. So it would be, grass. have to be like, you know, a dance troupe that would be humble enough to perform on grass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know. It's but, not, 
I thought there was um, in front of the new building. Isn't there a Which stage new, in front the, of the, it? The barn? Right. Which new building? The, yeah, the not. It, uh, I don't think it's like a permanent stage there. Cause wide enough. Yeah, it's not a dance yeah, stage. Like, like it would a, be dangerous. Yeah. I'll tell you that maybe the town could put like the Irish Cultural Center has. Yeah. Been, and they put wood on to make a stage. Yeah. Oh, is that what you do? So, okay. but we like you know, it would again like this isn't like a performance venue where we would you know, but it could be eventually, and this could be the first mm -hmm. you know go at it, but um, but you know. So, and I, I think it doesn't even have to be limited to one group. I think that we could do like little half hour or, you know, segments so that um, we could bring in a bunch of different um, yeah. representation. Stuff. It may make sense after you, you have a meeting tomorrow, you yes. said, Melanie? I do. It may make sense to, um, after the meeting, just send an email to Julie and I and just give us some feedback on how it went. Yeah. And we probably should pull Allison in at some point um, to just sort of talk about the ideas mm -hmm. for that. Yeah. Um, just to sort of find out, you know, is a stage necessary if we needed one? Right. Is there funding? Like, I'm assuming they have some budget. I don't know how much. Um, and then we have budgets too, right? So we, we can maybe be able to work something out if it's absolutely required. Um, but yeah, just keep us posted. Yeah, so we'll, sure. we'll chat. I do like the, the aspect that it's, it is a community-wide event. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I love that idea. Yeah. yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is there so, any, Melanie, is there any like speakers that would be potentially available? Oh, I could talk, again, I could talk to um, the director tomorrow because she she's a very active person in the community and has ties to a lot of different people. So I'll check with her if she can make recommendations too of someone who might be available during that time. Sure. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Melanie. You're welcome. So that kind of, we kind of just discussed uh, agenda item three in a sense. We're just trying to figure out um, dates, what sounds like if we can, we'd like to sort of piggyback off of the Paul Revere Heritage event that's happening on the 20th. Um, so that would cover us as, with regards to an AAPI event. Mm -hmm. um, do you think, obviously you're going to meet tomorrow, and I think at some point we should try to get create a subcommittee to sort of walk through those details. I know Julie's just expressed task that she's willing to take on, um, but it may make sense to pull in a couple of other members of the committee to just sort of make sure you're not doing this all alone and we've got some th tasks that may need to be handled by various folks and that's just falling on you. Um, so yeah, just keep us posted about the, uh, the meeting tomorrow. I'm going to go back to agenda item two because that's actually coming up sooner than the May event. So it's our third annual Black History Month event. Um, we need to tonight, because we won't meet again until February 13th, I believe, we need to come up with a date that we can vote on and agree on for the Black History Month event. Um, and what'll happen is probably similar to what we've done in the past, is we'll create a subcommittee, a couple of us can get together and sort of walk through themes, work through all the tasks with regards to hiring uh, speakers, musicians, um, work with the town high school um, and chorus department. I always forget her name is a Carolyn who manages the choir for the high school. Eckers, Mrs. Eckersley. Eckersley, yeah. thank you. Yes, um, we usually, we usually uh, reach out to her. We usually reach out to the jazz ensemble, um, the Canton High School. I think his name is Brian. Um, so we've got you know our normal group of folks we'll reach out to when we do these events. So I think tonight though, we need to absolutely agree on a date in time. Um, just looking at February, I was looking at that before um, tonight's meeting. Because school vacation is the week of the 20th, 
we're gonna be looking at probably the week of the 27th. And so since we wanna do it in February, we really only have the option of that Monday the 27th or Tuesday the 28th. Unlike last year, I think we might've done it on a Wednesday or Thursday. So it really just comes down to, okay, if we pick one of those dates, what else is happening? So we can sort of avoid large you know, groups of people not being able to come because we've had some conflicts in the past, but we'll have to do our best, obviously, because if we really want to have this, we have to sort of keep that in mind. Um, so just looking for folks to sort of chime in. I think Monday might be a better option than Tuesday. I think the Monday after vacation is really ambitious. I agree, but I don't think we have a choice. <laughs> it's either going to be that Monday like Tuesday, or Tuesday. Tuesday might be easier select board yeah I don't know and I don't want us to base it on the select board meetings to be honest because if we were to look back historically um, they generally don't come to the Black History Month event so I think we need to focus on that and obviously if we do it at seven o'clock I think their meetings start at 530 now so sometimes they're done by 7 730 and so if people wanted to come they could come later but I don't want to use that as the primary reason that we don't do that. You know what From I mean? From a family perspective, I can mm -hmm. tell you Monday is a transition day. Mm -hmm. Sure, I believe that. We're all allowed to eat ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Out of what? Out of we're ice cream? Allowed, we're all allowed to eat ice cream on that day. <laughs> um, but I can say, That's you know, hysterical. just from our perspective, it would be hard for us to go. And that, I mean, we're just one. Uh, yeah. I have a coming back from school vacation we just talked. Yeah. So I, w I would say Tuesday. We generally don't do it on weekends for Black History Month. It doesn't mean that we can't, obviously. Um, it's tricky because the weekend before that week is the school vacation week. So other than that, and then the weekend before that, that would mean aggressive planning, right? Today's the ninth. Um, it takes time to get people to agree as, as vendors. You have to have contracts signed. It's just there's planning involved. So that's why I'd, I'd like to lean towards the later part of the month. It gives us more time to plan. Um, I have a crazy idea yeah, that could be offensive, so I don't. I, oh, no. So, yeah. Mutually? No yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? So do we have to be this binary about it? Like we've only been a committee for a, couple, a few years, yep. and there are all sorts of months, and we don't celebrate all of them. Could we combine and do a hybrid event at the beginning of March that's Black Women's History? I'm not against that. Because Women's History Month is, mm -hmm. is in March, and mm -hmm. Black History Month is in February. Is in February. And mm -hmm. what if we did, a, like, and we featured black women? I am not against that. I know the only thing that I would uh, have folks keep in mind is we just had a representative from GMS come and tell us they were doing a heritage night. And I don't remember what night that is. Right. It's yeah. in March. March, March the 16th. 16th. So yeah. as long as we avoided yeah. that night, I mean, clearly yeah. there's, you know, 31 days in March. Right. I mean, I'm just um, saying, like, we could do it that week, like March 1st or 2nd, when we yeah. do it a Wednesday or a Thursday. There's no but it's still straddling, like, the February, March area. And it might feature, like, someone we might not have thought of or, you know. Personally, I loved the global diversity speaker. If we could get her back and get a bigger audience, like I mean, I'm. Oh, you're more, talking about Kathy? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she was amazing. Great. But like, but I mean, but I'm just saying that there are, you know, prominent, you know, black women figured. The woman who oh, yeah. was part of the vaccine invention from Moderna. Dr. Kizzy. Yes, yeah. she just wanted a funny story. She ended up buying um, the home of one of my best friends. <laughs> yes, oh no, no, God. in Boston. In Boston. Yes, that's oh what's my. crazy. So maybe but knock on very, our door. She's very, 
<laughs> she's very expensive now. I bet. She, I bet. you know, with all the hype, she's but definitely not. you know where not. she lives. I do. <laughs> Absolutely. I could send a, put a little card in her mailbox. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but no, I love the idea of, of mixing it up. I'm not against us not doing you know, the traditional February month. Um, I'm a fan of celebrating uh, any history all year long, right? Yeah. Black history is not just for February for me. It's, yeah. it's all year long. Um, so I'm not, a, I'm not against that. I'm, I'm looking to hear from others' thoughts about whether we stick to February, whether we try to combine a Women's Month event with Black History in March. I'm open either way. This is a group decision, so I'd like to I hear I like that back. idea. I think that's a great idea. I just feel like it feels rushed right now, and I really I think it deserves like a little bit more time, and time just crept up on us this yeah. year. And, we've done <laughs> and this, that's a and lesson. We've, and we've done this the last two years. We've had actually shorter time than yeah. the eight weeks or whatever. So yeah, for I don't events. want anyone to feel like we can't get it oh, done. Oh, no, we, we can't do anything. Can. But, yeah. but I just also wanted to be mindful of the fact that, you know, February vacation is always that third week. Mm -hmm. And then we come back. It just so happens the last two days are a Monday, Tuesday, as opposed to later in the week. I think last year it, it might have been a Wednesday. I can't yeah. remember. Or Friday. Oh, sorry, Thursday. Um, so, but if, yeah. If there is a desire to have uh, members of the high school participate as they have in the past. Yes, absolutely. There is an all-state festival on Friday the 3rd and Saturday the 4th. Okay. okay. So that could be something that keeps them pretty busy. Yeah, there's sure. only a couple. Yeah. yeah. But, Are but, there only a few Yeah, that do only it? a few mm -hmm. could do it. But we probably wouldn't do a Friday. We'd do a Wednesday or no, Thursday. We'd, yeah, we'd probably do a middle week. Yeah. That tends to be better. Right. Mm -hmm. I didn't... Um, I think the question that I'm driving at more is probably not relevant, we can always ask, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm thinking about the current focus of their classes, and right now they may not be able to divert in order to focus on a new feature. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? So like- Allstate? No, that oh. they would be focused on Allstate, or they would be focused on the curriculum they already have. Yeah, I think what, here's the thing with that, the, that group, I'm, I'm only speaking about the jazz ensemble group, I know we have a choir that helps yeah. out. They generally, um, they have a number of students that yeah. they pull from and you know in the past we've had them we've given them a theme and they're usually pretty good about sort of getting those musical selections together pretty quickly so i think it just depends we would have to talk to yeah, the director to find out if this right. is something that would be feasible the first week of march but then there's also the second week of march yeah. and they learned um lift every voice and sing oh, yeah. last year and then when we invited them to sing Mrs. Eccles, who said, I've been dying for someone to ask us to sing this. <laughs> so, yes. She was really excited. So, um, but, you know, that's a great point, though. Just right. keeping in mind what other conflicting events they may be working on. Mm -hmm. So what I propose is that we do put a subcommittee together and empower them to pick a date. Because I don't think that we can pick a date without feedback from the other participants, right? Like, we need Which to talk to the school and see oh. when they could participate. Well, we've done this before, Nicole. We picked dates, and then we've gone and requested for folks to sort of be available or help us out. So it could go either way. I just want to make sure because it's January 9th, right? So the next time we meet is February 13th. And so then if we meet in February 13th, we're then saying, okay, let's agree on a date for March. I think we have to agree on something tonight just because we need to have that time to plan. You know, and if anybody feels differently, please, I please speak up. I just have a question up. being new on the committee. Where mm -hmm. is this usually held? In the past, we've had it at the library. Um, the first year that was uh, the COVID year, we had it virtual. We had a virtual event where we hired a speaker and had it all via Zoom. And then last year, we did it at the library. So this year at the library as well? Yeah. 
This year was at the library as well, yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you want to take a look at the dates in the library now and see what's open? Could I just ask, have we ever um, reached out to, I was up hanging at the Tabernacle of Glory, which is Haitian community up on 138, and they have a big meeting room, and they're looking to um, get more community members into, just to, to, to interact and mm -hmm. to kind of see the culture. And the reverend up there is awesome. He's so this nice. This is on 138? 138. Okay. Big parking lot. But I mean, to, to maybe come up with something at the Tabernacle of Glory, which kind of highlights him, but, but also brings in the, the um, African-American faith. But mainly, I think their focus is more Haitian. Mm-hmm. But I, he really wants to get involved with the community, and I think this would be a great opportunity if we could somehow it maybe could be, work yeah. out something. Depending on the theme, depending on like, like, what we want it to do. Yeah. And they, you know, there's music, they have vocalists mm -hmm. within the community, and if we could That's do a something that, yeah. like, I'm like, yeah. and highlighting mm -hmm. the, the culture and uh, it just it, seems. Tabernacle of Glory. Tabernacle of Glory, mm -hmm. Reverend B. So do we want to vote that it'll either be, that it'll be a hybrid event, a hybrid um, black history, women's history event mm -hmm. um, on March 1st or 2nd, depending on the venue and the collaborative partners, and then assign a subcommittee to figure that out by next week? Yeah, and we can do the subcommittee via email. We've done that in the yeah. past. We'll just send an email saying, if you're interested, you know, reach out to X. Um, I will definitely be involved again this year uh, with planning, so it'll just be like previous years, two or three of us getting together, walking through uh, the events for the night, call, making phone calls, getting vendors to sign off on contracts and invoices. So it's really a lot of that, that none of that will change. It's just a matter of if we all think it makes sense to do a, like a hybrid event, you know, month of March being Women's Month, Black History combining it, we vote on that, and then we just decide on a date. I feel like we have to have a date tonight. I'm just really concerned because we only meet once a month, and that's a long time to go between now and February without having a date you know, that we can vote on. Um, and uh, the more time we have, the better, and things we can solidify. I think we all agree that just with events like this, it's better to have things solidified sooner than later. So if we want to look at, let me look at the calendar because I don't know if the first is on a Thursday or not. We did a hybrid event on mm -hmm. Wednesday that would really only buy us one additional day. Um, is Wednesday the first? I'm looking at the calendar right yeah, now. Yeah, so the 28th is Tuesday. Yeah. I think that's one of the dates we were looking at. Um, Initially, that was what we were throwing out, like possibly doing the, well, Monday, I, I hear you loud and clear, coming back from vacation, yeah. that's probably not good. But the Tuesday, the 28th, is the date that we just threw out. I think that's a date we can sort of talk through and see if that works. Otherwise, if we're doing um, sort of a hybrid date, then we're looking at March, what is that? Second, which is the Thursday. That's the first Thursday in March. First Wednesday in March is March 1st. So maybe we look at the following week if we wanted to push it out a week, um, then that would give us the March 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th dates. The 9th is the school committee. Is the school committee, okay. And the spring musical is the next week, so that you run into a lot of rehearsals for those folks. And we, I think we, the week of the, the 13th? Is that when the spring event is? Yeah, but, okay. but they start rehearsing like oh, I'm crazy sure. talk the week before. 
So it's either we're looking at the 28th, which is that Tuesday, or we're looking at Thursday of that same week, possibly, or Wednesday of that same week. But to, to uh, Christine's point, it's really only a few more days, right? Otherwise, we push it out another week, and we're looking at the week of the 6th. And then if, we, if we've done this event in the past and we already sort of have a template for it, we do. Will it be more difficult to switch it up and make it a hybrid? Yeah. Where good point, now, good point. Now you're trying to incorporate yeah. Yeah. different type of celebration. Um, no, I think you're, no, I think you're I think you're a very good point. Very good two points, because it is only, because you could still do Black History on March 1st. Yeah, like you, you, know. you could. Should we just try just to go for it? So let's try to go for February, February 28th. Do we want to go back to that as a possible date? Or the 15th of February. Yeah, you know, if, we I'm, if, I'm, if I'm going to be doing the, I'm not prepared to do the 15th. I don't think we can do, I think. That's very with, soon. With school vacation also, yeah. um, the 15th is. The week before. It's the week before, I believe. Yeah. But there's a lot of planning that has to happen between now and then, and I can't commit to that that week. I definitely looked at the calendar before this meeting and thought, uh, we're looking at late February, and darn it, it's only really two days. So, so let's just do the 28th. I think. If, if we were to look at just realistically what can be done, what's required, yeah. um, I've done this a few times and sort of can have an understanding of how many weeks I need, getting people opportunity to get back to me, yeah. lining up dates, and then obviously having the first subcommittee, that's important to just get together quickly and go over, okay, what are the themes? What are we looking at? Um, and then obviously when we start to have these conversations with vendors, the fact that we have a date, that's the first thing they're gonna ask. Well, yeah. what date are you looking at? So if we think the 28th is reasonable, it's about six weeks from now, give or take, um, to sort of get something going using a very similar location as last year, we could absolutely try to do the library again if it's available. If not, we could look at um, doing the distance learning lab, which is in the high school. We have a couple of options for space, but I think it's important once we vote on the 28th, the first thing we want to do is find out from the library if that room's available. But do we want to investigate the collaboration with, with what's the, the name of the, the tabernacle place? of glory? With the yeah. church. So <laughs> that, that's something the subcommittee could sort of look yeah, yeah, at yeah. and so investigate. Yeah. Okay. See mm -hmm. if that's an option to either include, I, I think a vocalist would probably be the most reasonable thing to sort of try to work together. Um, and certainly if you have a contact over there, we would definitely want to add that to the list of tasks that we do um, to sort of get, sort of pick his brain and figure out, okay, is this feasible? Can we look to leverage, you know, a connection with that church through a vocalist perhaps? I absolutely think that's something that we could probably work through. Um, but yeah, that, I think that's definitely on the table. Yeah. Um, but I want us to just try to sort of agree on, should we vote tonight? And if we're going to vote tonight, yes. let's shoot for the 28th. Right. And a motion like a that we pick up. <laughs> we, we create a black, our third Black History Month event on March, I mean, February 28th, 2023. I second it. Second it by Christine. Okay. I have a motion. It's been seconded. All in favor, indicate by saying aye. 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 Any opposed? Any abstentions? Great job, everyone. Okay. Um, who should people, who's kicking it off? Are you leading? I'll be leading it. And so what'll happen is I'll send an email off tomorrow, just asking for folks who are interested um, to reach out. Um, there is no sort of magic number as to how many. Um, you know, obviously 
for me in the past, having three people, three to four people is a good number, just based on tasks and people have lives as well. And, and it does require some commitment at the beginning. And then things start to get a little bit easier towards you know, mid-February because we've locked in um, you know, vendors and musicians and things like that. So a lot of the legwork is going to be happening this month, like ASAP, just sort of solidifying if we're gonna go with a speaker, right? Because that's an option too. Um, and then getting those dates, uh, getting those uh, vendors and speakers solidified. So, yeah. Awesome. If you'll have me. Absolutely. <laughs> I never say no. Yeah. And if, and if we don't get three people, I may, don't be surprised if I ping folks by text or email. That's just what I do. Um, just say, hey, we could use your help. And I know there are a couple of people not here tonight. So, you know, like Sasha, she's helped in the past. Um, Nicole has helped in the past. So, like anyone who's obviously available and wants to help, it might be a good opportunity for you, Melanie. I'm only looking at you because I know you're going to be doing something in May. Maybe a great opportunity for you to be on this subcommittee so you can walk through what it takes to sort of create an event from beginning to end. Following up with vendors, making sure they're signing off on W9s. It may make sense since, and, and for you as well, if we're looking to do a Heritage Month event. So the more the merrier, but just thinking out loud, it probably makes sense for folks who are interested in doing events moving forward to be a part of it, just so you get that experience. I second that. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> She's like, I second that. <laughs> the global diversity event yes. was um, touch and go for a little while. Yeah. Just uh, we talked about that in our last staff, meeting, yeah. and we needed to have just the playbook, right? Yep. So yeah, I think if you have capacity, it's a good thing to sign up. I can't do this one in particular. That's okay. Because of my children's play, but uh, yeah. I would look to participate in the one in May. Absolutely. Cynthia, have yes. you, did you go before the select board for the um, the budget yet for this? You don't go before the select board, no. Ellen. You just submit the uh, form that gets sent to you from finance department. Um, Ellen Jones is the um, assistant for that department. She sends off the uh, last year's budget and then requests that you send in or submit your budgets for the upcoming fiscal year by January 10th. So I've already submitted it. Um, and I requested 7,500 as we voted on last month. Um, so it'll just be a matter of, it'll get uh, discussed in the finance, a future finance committee meeting, they'll vote on it. It'll be at town hall, it'll be officially voted on through the ATM in May. And then we'll more than likely, if we, if we don't get the amount we asked for, I assume I'll get an email from someone in the finance office saying why and what we've been sort of given. Um, but I've done my piece as far as submission. Do you usually go to the finance committee meeting or no? I don't. I hadn't been asked in the past, okay. um, and maybe because it's such a small number. Um, but yeah, I know in, in previous finance committee roles, Nicole and I used to have, you'd have committees show up at the meeting and sort of state their case as to why they believe they should be given a certain amount. But I think because it's so small, I don't think we've, we've never been asked. Okay. So, um, but I'm prepared if, if that comes up. <laughs> but I did write the in the description, there's a section where you write the reason why you believe you need the additional funding. and I definitely wrote what we had all agreed to and discussed. So um, yeah, I haven't heard anything, but again, I just submitted it. Um, so, but if anything happens, I will absolutely keep the group um, informed. And just one more thing. Um, when, Helena, when we went to the interfaith um, event and there's a, they have a chorus of all the different congregations who sing a few songs and just so we know, you know, we could use them at a, an event. I think that could be a really good idea 
you know, so if we're looking for entertainment, whether it's at the Paul Revere site, we could ask that chorus if they want to uh, participate because that's... Awesome. Do you have a way to contact them you could share with us? I will look into it. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> Which chorus is this again, Alan? It, it, I think they just came together at the last minute for the interfaith service, but they sang two songs and okay. they were really quite good. If you have a contact, definitely share it. I will um, look into it. I know, Helena, you're going to send me something, hopefully, to contact the pastor at the church. If you could send that, I'd appreciate it. Um, because I know if, if they have vocalists there, I'm assuming they do at the congregation, we absolutely would welcome um, having them uh, participate if, if the availability is, is you know there. Um, and the subcommittee will obviously go through that in a little more detail. Is the event in May mm -hmm. just looking for dance troops or could it potentially be something no, like so this it can course? be it can be anything so okay. that's it's that's yeah, it's a heritage a nice it's a heritage yeah. event so I think they're open to, yeah, to so anything I yeah. think vocalists would be a great addition I agree mm -hmm. okay um, we're gonna go on to agenda item four volunteers for the GMS cultural event um, we, remember we had and I'm drawing a blank on her name someone help me Thank you so much. <laughs> do you have a middle schooler, Christine? Uh, I do. Okay. Okay. Awesome. I appreciate you. Um, <laughs> my memory's all over the place. Um, so she did visit last month's meeting um, and shared that they're starting that cultural heritage event for those of us who've been in the town. This is their sixth annual event. I think they definitely didn't have one in 2020, and I can't remember if she said they had one last year. But six years, um, they are now ready to do that. March 16th is the date. And she did come to sort of share the event with us. And I believe she had asked if there were volunteers. She obviously wants some CDI representation. Um, They're just as just sort of, you know, being in the audience and sort of enjoying the uh, event. But obviously, if we can offer some volunteer services of any sort, I think we, we should. Hi. <laughs> I'll, I'll get my feet wet. Okay, Yay. so we've got two volunteers. Awesome. Oh, I'll pop it up also. Okay. So do you anticipate having a table? We'll do outreach No, we No, this is present. No, this is just helping, okay. like whatever they need. Um, just uh, just reaching out, really, just say, hey, we're here. Um, Will she get in touch with us? We're going to reach out to her, actually, and just now that we have two volunteers, um, we'll provide her. Nicola, are you officially putting your hat into to volunteer? Yes, I will help. Okay. But I don't want to be the contact. That's okay. okay. That's fine. So <laughs> it's I will just more complicated. No, it's, so. it's totally fine. So um, I'll reach out to her, send an email to her, um, informing her that we have three volunteers. And if it makes sense for you three to sort of meet with her first to get an idea. So I'll just be the person to hand sort of hand it off. And then the three of you can meet with her separately and figure out, you know, where she needs us. Whatever that is, if it's more for the night of the event, if it's some things that she needs help with right up to the event, I'd leave it for you three to kind of work that out with her. Um, but I just thought it was important for us to at least show some support in, in, in any form, and volunteerism made the most sense. She asked for help. Yeah. She did. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. And we just talked about the Paul Revere Heritage Site, Heritage event that's happening on May 20th. I'd both goes well will actually be very involved in that event yeah. um, because we're hoping that the AAPI uh, group that we just discussed would be a part of that. And I then, would recommend that we'd like everyone put that date down as like yes. a, a hold for May 20th if, if you're available. Absolutely. Because yeah. not only yeah. will we have, probably have that a portion of the performance venue, but we'll also have a table. We do. Um, mm -hmm. So rotating in and out 
with representatives at that table is important because it's it's a long day. Yeah, and we did it in shifts last year. I think. <laughs> yeah. I did a shift. Alan did a shift. Yep. Julie did a shift. Yeah. Um, Sasha did a shift. So we worked it out because I think it was like was it ten to three? I'm yeah, it's a, a long day. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's a long day. So it makes sense that we're going to be under the tent where they have the community table. So we'll be next to the library department. But people talk to you all day. They do. They stop yeah. by. Um, we'll have some flags there. We I need assume. to get some swag. This year, I just mentioned flags, so that's a nice little segue yes, into, into we, because swag. we didn't have anything. Like all the other booths had stuff to give away, to take away, right? Yeah, I mean whether it was a pencil or like you know notepaper with their name on it or something mm -hmm. like that. But if we have we have this great logo, we do. Um, so we should think of something that's useful and inexpensive. That and I'm going to ask you to do that, Julie. What? I feel like you're, you're so committed and passionate. <laughs> Do you guys agree? Like Absolutely. Julie should totally Fine, do it. Fine, I'll get the swag. <laughs> so you get the ideas. Okay. We have the budget for it. We'll okay. plan and, and we'll make it happen. All right, great. Yeah, what but you're the, right. Um, what is the Gucci bells for everyone? Just kidding. It's the cultural heritage event being held by the Paul Revere Heritage Society. Um, and May 20th is a Saturday, um, so weekend before the Labor, the uh, Memorial Day weekend. Um, so yeah, to Julie's point, even though we're going to actually be a part of the event, we still have a table, very similar to what we do with the Canton Farmers Market. We have a table that's just set up there for the day, and then we would need folks in shifts to sort of help out um, that day. What'd you say, Jen? <laughs> oh, you're going to be there doing stuff. Okay, got it. So you'll be there in sort of another capacity. Got it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I'm following now. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. So um, we talked about miscellaneous initially with um, Superintendent Folan. Um, I'm going to go back to agenda item five, which is the chair and vice chair tasks. I want to skip back to miscellaneous in the event that there's something else that people want to discuss in the miscellaneous um, category, because we really just sort of dedicated that to um, Superintendent Folan and the incident that happened at the Lusso, just giving people an opportunity to bring up a topic that, yeah, you go up to the microphone. Uh, I thought Andrea from home was going to be here tonight, but we, I told you we did decide on a book, and of course the name's just kind of in my head. Did you, Lolita, I think you shared the book, didn't you? Lolita in Tehran. No, I didn't. I mean, we, we had our trustees meeting, we voted on it, we announced it at the trustees meeting, and then I sent you an email. You definitely sent me an email. Uh, so it's, we're I'm gonna look it up here. about it because we, we work with everyone. We work with the schools, we work with, and we have programming throughout uh, the town. So that is the book we decided. And I thought probably what I'll do is the next one is I'll bring in the book and take pictures of everybody reading the book. That would be book. great. Because <laughs> we need publicity. Um, so that'll get me the police department too at one fell swoop because I'm gonna be running around getting pictures of people. And the so, name of the book is? Um, Reading Lolita in Tehran. That is it. it. Did it just come to you? Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> Perfect timing. My God. And I've forgotten the author's name. That's, That's okay. I sent you the author. You did. You did. And um, I don't know if the author's listed here. Oh, yeah. Azar Nafisi? Yeah. Is that the author? That's okay. So that's awesome. Yeah, if you have the book and you want to bring it. Next will, month is fine. I think I'll probably have copies for everybody. Okay. The library is going to be ordering lots of copies, so hopefully I'll be able to get you. And one. you're working with Andrea at the library? Is that who's leading that effort? Uh, yeah, Andrea and Carolyn and, okay. the, and the committee. Yeah, got it. Yep. Awesome. And the trustees. Cool. Thank you.
Anyone, anything else for miscellaneous? I just want to thank my neighbor Kelly Danzo for coming tonight. Hi Kelly, thanks for coming. Doing what we do here as a committee. In town. Hey, thanks for Great. coming. Thank you for coming, Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> That's because we've been pushing it for all the committee members yes. to just bring a friend. We've bring been saying this for a while. Yeah. That's great. We're happy you came. And we meet every second Monday of the month through the year, with the exception of the summer months. We're off. So from September through to June, it's every second Monday, unless otherwise noted. Sometimes October's can be a little tricky with the, the holiday that Monday. Um, but that's generally what, what the days we meet and times are at 7. So thank you. So if somebody wants to be a part of the committee, right now we don't have any openings, but we will have two in April um, or after the April meeting. Um, the process is they should reach out to, um, well, there'll be a chair at some point, I'm hoping. Usually they'll reach out to the chair and they'll have an initial conversation about their interest. They'll also need to fill out a board application. I know I owe you that. I will send that to you um, because the town requires that they fill out a board slash committee application. Um, and it just asks information about who you are. I think there's a background question. Very simple application, one page. Um, and then uh, a member of the select board will interview you, just sort of get an idea of who you are, what you do, your interest in the committee. And then once you're selected, you have to be appointed by the select board. And once you're selected um, at a select board meeting, you then have to be sworn in. And then they'll notify the chair. Usually when they, the person is sworn in, they'll notify the chair that the person's been approved. and that person then can start coming to the meeting. So that's a question the process. Sure. So with some of the other committees that I've participated on, mm -hmm. there's typically a reorganization that happens after those initial appointments, right? So I think you would still be the chair at the time that's happening? In April? Right, like when is your term up? So usually, in we get something coming up soon, actually. I think Judith is the, um, Judith Lesky is the administrator at select board department that usually sends an email off saying, please have folks um, submit information as to if they're going to continue for next year. They have till April to get that information off. Um, and so I believe, just based on the past and the folks that have stepped down, April's the last month we can sort of participate. Once that happens, like end of month April, starting in May, we're no longer in the positions we're in. So yes, there will have to be some sort of reorg or shifting that happens. Um, and whether or not that can happen while we're currently in position, it's sort of depending on who steps up. Um, but yeah, if someone stepped up and said, you know, I really like to start the chair position, absolutely, it doesn't, it doesn't have to wait till April, for sure. If that person was serious about doing it, I could totally step down and have that person step up. You seem very <laughs> eager. <laughs> I just don't want that to be, you know, in any way discouraging anybody <laughs> from stepping forward. Although no one stepped forward yet, but I was just curious on yeah. the mechanics of it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I've said in previous meetings that you know I'm going to be here in a voluntary capacity at least through Juneteenth because I want to be a part of that. Um, but and again, I'm available. Folks have my phone number if questions come up. I honestly, this is why I skipped Agenda 5, because the overhead and the cabling that I was going to use tonight is just not going to work out. So, but what I think I want to do, not to, I hope I answered your question, yes, Nicole, because I'm moving on, mm -hmm. um, to Agenda Item 5. 
Um, the reviewing of the CDI chair and vice chair tasks, I really had planned, and, I, and that's why I was here earlier today. I had my laptop, trying to figure out the connection here, went to Best Buy, got the wrong cable. Long story short, um, I don't have the cable necessary to connect to the HDMI connection that will run this thing above me. The plan is for our next meeting is to have, be ready, have the cable ready, and project my screen so you can see exactly some of the things that I do. I want to log into the file share. I've been working with our IT department in the town um, to try to make sure you guys all have access to that file share. So you will be getting some emails that say you've been granted access to the Canton file share for CDEI. So if you get those emails, don't put in the junk mail, don't ignore it. It's a legit email because I want you guys to all have access to the files that I'm uploading. I've already started uploading a bunch of things so it all makes sense when you log in. Um, so I want to review that process because that's going to be our central, it's always been our central place for documents um, and uploading documents, downloading documents, and making sure we're keeping everything together. That's going to be crucial for the next person coming on board. I want to also walk through, um, and some of the folks on the subcommittees will get, will get some practice with it, walking through what happens when you um, solidify a vendor and they need to fill out the W-9 form. We'll walk through that together. I'll show you how to create an invoice in case the vendors don't hand you an invoice because sometimes that happens. Um, and then I'll walk through and explain some of the major contacts that you have to be in touch with when you need to get things done, right? Like tonight when Julie wanted to get the librarian involved with books. I mean, the fact that we have these relationships that we can sort of pick up the phone, text people, call. I'm sure the same is true for you, Helena, when you need to get things done. There are people you just know to call to get it done. And that makes it easy um, when you're running a committee like this. <laughs> right? That's it. <laughs> so I want to walk through those, as I promised, so that nobody's in the dark, that you at least have the majority of what we do on record, um, and it'll be documented. And I may even do some Zoom videos that I'll just upload and just walk through them sort of tutorial in a tutorial format so you'll know exactly what's going on. And I'll save the Zoom videos on the share. You can play them and sort of walk through them. I started thinking about all of this because clearly I don't want to leave anybody hanging, and I want to make sure you guys are in good position to sort of continue on. Um, but we really absolutely have to select a chair. Like between now and March, yeah. I'm gonna go crazy trying to find somebody to, to take the chair position. So don't be shocked if you get a text from me or random email from me and I say, hey, let's go to dinner. And then I just throw it on you. <laughs> like, hey, Christine, what's going on? What are you doing for the next year? I need you to do this, step up. So I'm just giving everybody a heads up because we need these roles yeah. filled, especially the chair role for sure. I do want to get the co-clerk role done because I want Amy to be able to have someone to share in that role. And she may decide that she wants to step down. So I really want to make sure we get at minimal those two positions filled for at least the next year um, because those are two important roles. And yeah, that was kind of the goal for tonight and it didn't work out. But it will absolutely be what we review and next, even if that's the only agenda. We have to review those things because it's so important that folks get it and understand what happens under the hood. Okay, while we're on record, I just want to talk about the lights at the um, oh yeah, the sure. lights at the Canton Police Department. <laughs> She's got her back because I'm their swag. I, um, so place. when Helena was appointed chief of police in her amazing speech, she talked about uh, hashtag fourteen forty, yes. which she she's right here. She could speak herself, but I'll do it for her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, she uh, you know kind of invented this hashtag, which is fourteen hundred forty minutes in a day, and what can you do? And um, now there's swag, and 
if you, that's not great enough, the lights at the um, police department over the holiday season are significant, um, and they symbolize so much that I can't even get into it, but basically the grief that we feel in the holiday season and the love we have for our community and everything in between. Um, but it's beautifully expressed in an article that was in the Canton Citizen that I will send to you all and post it on our Facebook page. Um, so it, it will become even more meaningful than it already looks, which is just beautiful. Um, but then tell us where we can get this swag. Yes. <laughs> Please share. <laughs> I got oh my gosh, oh, you nice. have them? You oh go. my gosh, Thank it's so, so exciting. I have more. Oh, I love it. The station, I'll bring them. Are you them. sure? I, yeah, oh, this is so exciting. Yep, so yeah, I so I guess you. we can, if, if um, not my role, but I always take other people's roles sometimes. <laughs> <That's okay>. um, <laughs> But does anyone else have anything to, to add? Because we can end on our hashtag 1440 and, and tell people to go and... You need a marketing admin? And she's really... <laughs> I am on a marketing team. That's part of my, that's my day job. But, um, but honestly, it's just so exciting. And I really, I think it's so cool. Like, I see the police um, cars with... Um, with the, the, cruise, the cruisers the back, yeah. with uh, the 1440 on it and it, it makes you smile instead of you know oh was I driving too fast <laughs> you know what I mean so like it's just really cool I yeah. love it I will say we've been the, the offices have been unbelievable making stops because it is one of the main quality of life issues in this town is traffic yeah and people speeding sure. but since September I think we've stopped almost 3,000 people and interacted and we haven't received one complaint. Wow. Which is pretty cool. That the is offer, You know, amazing. like the, the, the message is getting across, slow down, and they're doing it in, you know, we're going to run into the habitual offenders yeah, and yeah. then we amp it up. But, but it's, it's truly community it's mainly that It's That's mainly it. kind of just saying, you know, and they're doing an outstanding That's job. That's awesome. I'm very proud Kudos of them. Kudos to you and your, and your, and your officers. I'm very happy to see you near my home to see any... Mm -hmm. uh, I just we just don't have enough all the places yeah. that they could be. There's some you know yeah. people just you get lost as you're driving and you're yeah. yep. world and you know it doesn't people everybody speeds we know that it's just trying to remind them yeah. to slow it down. Right. I just yeah. want to know how how long will your lights stay up? Um, they're going to come down and if I could I love that you shouted out yeah. but but Billy Walsh and the DPW did an amazing job doing that. It was just kind of like. Like it, I woke up in the middle of the night with that kind of an idea, and then wrote the article, which it also the stars also stand, and I left it out of the article for the seven continents that we all come from. Oh, wow. wow! And and I was oh, typing awesome. it quick to get it into the paper, but I yeah. missed that. So when you're reading it, just remember okay. seven continents. Okay. But um, they're gonna be coming down probably within the next week or two. Oh, I know, okay. I know. I know. <laughs> they, I love those ones that look, you know, yeah, the just, they're very drops. soothing. Mm -hmm. They're very soothing. So, but, um, just yeah. so my, my children grew up in Canton, but they no longer live in Canton. One lives out of state and one is in state. And they have visited recently during this month. And I said, you must drive oh, down yeah. Canton Center and see how beautiful your town looks. Because when they were growing up, there weren't even all these lights just within the town. And I said, and make sure you go to the other end and you just stop and you see our police station. Oh, yeah. wow. So That's it was like, it was something my kids you know, had to do for me, but they were, they loved being able to see their town look like this in the mm -hmm. town they grew up in. I also will say, and then I'll let the meeting go, um, we won the Donahue Real Estate oh, chose really? us. Oh, really? Yeah. And awesome. they give a $500 to 
$500 award to the charity of the choice. So Cops for Kids with Cancer was oh, the nice. choice of the Very police nice. department. And that's, um, yeah, so that was nice. But a lot of stuff was back ordered. So next year is going to be a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you're going to Supply have to go to the next one. Yeah. It's like, like a very tasteful, the Griswold kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Light it up. Awesome. Awesome. She's planted. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. It's awesome. It is awesome. But and it just you. gives a sense of community, right? Yeah. We all need that. We yeah. just need yeah. that. It puts a smile on your face. Absolutely. Yeah. More people have said that it's like I've gotten emails about people smiling, and yes. uh, quite a few emails about good acts people did that that, yep. that will be going in the paper. And so awesome. it, it, yeah, even a little small. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Small gesture and build on it every year, hopefully. And you just never know how, the, the little things that we all do, you just never know how they affect people, right? Just, again, just goes along the lines of saying hi to someone, a stranger, and, yeah. and you know, in, in a grocery store and not knowing what they're dealing with, what they're going through. You just never know. So just having those warm acts of kindness and just sharing that, it's just awesome. The New York Times this past week did a seven-day happiness challenge let's call it mm -hmm. and and one of the days was that is calling a friend that you haven't talked to for a while and say that we have eight minutes let's but not just saying I want to talk to you but saying when can we talk yeah. and putting the date down that was just one of them mm -hmm. and they were all like such simple acts to make you happy in the other person that you're calling or having lunch with or setting a date with and I've done a lot of this recently and it's amazing I've, you know, people that I haven't seen for a while, I have said, okay, now let's go. Like, let's find a date. I'm available these two days and these two days the following week. It's in your ballpark now. Pick one of those days, pick the time, and we'll get together. And it's just these little things one-on-one -on -one that we can do for each oh, yeah. other. It's good for the soul. It's so It really good. is. For sure. Okay. Any other final words before I take a motion to adjourn? Okay. Anyone want to throw out a motion to adjourn? So moved. All right. Moved. Seconded. Anybody want to second it? I'll second. I think Sherry beat you too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and she's new. We'll give it to her. <laughs> okay. Moved and seconded. All in favor to adjourn. Indicate by saying aye. 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 Any opposed? Any abstentions? Thank you, everyone. Great Thank you. job. Thank you. Thanks for helping Thank out you. with the minutes.